0: grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Amen. In today's gospel text, we learn about two types of people who are gathered in the presence of Jesus. On the one hand, you have Martha. Martha is gathered there before Jesus. She welcomes him into her house, and she began to tend to Jesus. Meditating and thinking about Jesus, serving Jesus and showing him hospitality. Now on the other hand, you have her sister Mary. Mary sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. Mary began listening to Jesus as she was meditating and thinking about Jesus. Receiving from Jesus by hearing his words. You see, both of these women were meditating. And we understand meditating. Now, we don't mean Eastern pagan meditating on nothing. We mean biblical meditation upon the Word of God, the incarnate Word who comes in the flesh. I mean, we understand what the word meditate means. It is to think. It is to be concerned, to have a thought that's clear, to have a goal in mind, your focused attention, you are attentive. I mean, for example, when I was planning to drive out here to Austin, Texas, from Los Alamos, New Mexico, we had to have a plan. We had to meditate. We had to think. We had to have a goal. We had to look at a calendar and say, when are we going, when are we coming back? We had to look at a map to make sure we get to the right place but you're set on doing something and achieving your task. And well, the mission has been accomplished, we're here. In fact, this is what you did in the morning. When you woke up, you were set with a goal to come here to St. Paul from your house. So you were driving down the street, whatever path you took. You wanted to gather here to hear the word of Jesus. And mission accomplished for you too. You've done it. You see, now you're here to be attentive and to be focused upon Jesus. And it's on this day, today, where we gather in his presence and he appears to us at this altar with his body and his blood. He comes here to feast with us so that we would rejoice in his voice. One thing is necessary. And today we hear about Martha and Mary as they're meditating upon Jesus. Mary feasting with Jesus at his feet, listening and attentive to all of his words. However, Martha, Martha became distracted. She started to meditate and dwell on something else. Martha is distracted with much serving. I mean, notice how the text flows. At first, she sees Jesus. So she's meditating upon Jesus. She's focusing on Jesus. And then pretty soon, she starts meditating and focusing on what she's doing. And as soon as she starts to zero in on what she's doing, she looks over there and notices what her sister is not doing. So now she's meditating upon what her sister doesn't do. So what does she do? Martha goes and complains to Jesus. Says, Jesus, aren't you going to do something about this? Make my sister help me. And now notice her meditation is on what Jesus is not doing. Martha has become distracted. She's anxious, and she's troubled. Now again, just like we understand meditating, we understand what distractions are. We get it. Something else grabs your attention. It shifts your focus now to a different topic and a different goal. I mean, if you're driving from New Mexico to Texas, or if you're driving from your house to St. Paul, different things happen on the way to your destination. I mean, that's why all those signs are posted, because of those cell phones which are so distracting. Talk and text later. Stay attentive. Watch what you're doing. Now, we even understand that as you're driving, now here's where meditating makes sense. Meditating is the daydreaming that we do. When we start thinking about things, and our mind starts wandering in all kinds of different ways, from one topic to another like a chain reaction. Maybe you're driving down the street and you start thinking about work on Friday or work tomorrow. Maybe you start thinking about the meeting that you have scheduled later this week. Or, let's face it, maybe you're thinking about the sporting events that you're doing or going to, maybe an Astros game, or you're going fishing And now your mind is set on your fishing trip or maybe you're thinking about a loved one in the hospital you see as your mind wanders around in all kinds of different directions that's meditating that's what you're zeroing in on that's what you're focusing on in fact you're doing it throughout the whole service your mind's probably wandering to the left and to the right As I'm talking right now, your mind's probably wandering from the left to the right and saying, oh yeah, what time is that Astros game? (laughs) You see, by nature, we are people who are easily distracted, anxious, and troubled. So the real questions in your own lives, what is it that distracts you? What is it that makes you anxious? What is it that troubles you? I mean, do you find yourself meditating upon all the things you're doing for Jesus? And then before you know it, you start thinking about your neighbor and your fellow member of St. Paul and saying, that person's not doing as much as I'm doing. And then you start wondering why that person's doing nothing at all. Or do you start meditating upon what Jesus is not doing? and why he's not doing it your way, and why he's not doing it in your time. You see, that's meditating. It's focusing, it's thinking, it's being concerned about something. Before your thoughts, before your mind, these daydreams that we have as we wander around, as we go through the day, whatever is the most important thing to you in the moment is the thing where you are attentive where your attention is located. But here's the problem. Those things that become so attention-grabbing in your life, if you fear it, love it, or trust in it more than God, guess what? It's become a God. It's become an idol that you have in your heart. And that's why we gather today to hear once again and to be reminded One thing is necessary. Jesus. Recalibrated. Focusing once again on the person and work of Jesus here, now, feasting with him, at his feet, listening to his teaching. Now, in the Garden of Eden, when Adam and Eve were originally created, understand that they were originally created without anxiety without trouble. Can you imagine? What an easy life. Nothing to be worried about, nothing to stress about, nothing to be anxious about. But it's the devil who brought in the first distraction. Notice how he does this. Immediately, he wants to distract the attention of Eve away from the Word of God. And he wants Eve to look at creation without God's word. And after that, the game's over. Now all of us, by nature, we are sons and daughters of Adam and Eve. Our hearts are filled with anxiety and our hearts are filled with trouble. And so every time that we recognize and realize all this anxiety, all this trouble that comes to our minds and in our lives, it reminds us of the situation we found ourselves in, in a fallen creation that's falling apart and our nature is corrupted and we need a Savior. You see, by nature, we are people who are easily distracted easily we're continually setting our eyes on the things of this world constantly chasing after the shiny things that we see go before us catching our attention and our imagination we have a temporary focus that wants to hold on to the temporary things but Jesus tells us one thing is necessary Jesus. He is eternal. Set your eyes on Jesus. By nature, we are a people that quickly become anxious. I mean, you know, you start dwelling upon all the endless possibilities of outcomes that could happen, the concern about the future. And the uncertainty of it worrying about it we become stressed and depressed by these things we become obsessed and oppressed by these things but Jesus comes to us today and says one thing is necessary Jesus him you see we don't know what the future holds but we know the one who holds us in the future with his hands pierced for us and his blood shed for us. By nature, we are people who become unexpectedly troubled. I mean, right now you got no troubles, but believe you me, trouble's going to find you. Maybe later today, maybe later in the week. It causes a commotion in your life. It causes a disorder in your mind and in your heart. These are all the trials and tribulations that are sent your way in this life. These things happen to us. But Jesus reminds us, one thing is necessary. Jesus, Him, He brings peace and order back into our hearts. He restores our minds and sets them right with God. In this life, you will become distracted, anxious, and troubled. But one thing is necessary. Jesus, do not fall for the distractions of the devil. Instead, cast your anxieties and your troubles on Jesus because he cares for you. Jesus came to serve us. He is the suffering servant. And how does he serve? He's a servant who takes away our sin and he takes away our death. He is a servant who frees us from anxiety and trouble. Where the devil tries to distract us away from God's word, Jesus is always coming to join with us in the midst of our anxiety and trouble, just like he did in the Garden of Eden when he came to Adam and Eve as they were now fallen and filled with anxiety and trouble. And then he came and gave them a promise, the promise that he would defeat the devil for us. Today, we rejoice in this promise. We've we've gathered here knowing that the devil is a defeated foe, and Jesus comes to us in this feast of victory over the devil to teach us, to lead us, so that we would set our eyes on him, focus on him, what he's saying and what he is doing. It's right now where he comes to gather us and to gather with us to eat with us, and we would sit at his feet, listening to his teaching, knowing that he gives to us his very body given for you, his very blood poured out for you. In Jesus, you need not be anxious about the future or be troubled, for he is the Prince of Peace. He is the one thing necessary. Meditate upon him. Amen. Please stand for the blessing. The peace of Christ which surpasses all human understanding, guard and keep your hearts in Christ Jesus. Amen.